Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good, mate. Not too bad. How's your week been? Whew, long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It I feels just feel like exhausted. Longer, right? Yeah, yeah I feel absolutely exhausted. I went on the bus for a first time today. Oh, did you really? Uh, yeah, was it, was, that? it was okay. It was okay. okay. I mean, I, it was uh, it was pretty quiet. Everyone was wearing masks. Felt really nice. safe. So. Yeah, it was it was uh, a, a positive step forward, I think. And is it all socially distanced? No, people no. could sit where they wanted, oh, but really? it was That's it was it was quite enough that that uh, it, it wasn't an issue for me. Okay, that's interesting. All right, moving away from life's real life horrors that we're surrounded by every day that some yeah. people are still not taking seriously that just absolutely baffles me. Let's move on to some fictional horror with. Netflix brand new series, Ratched. So we kind of previewed this a few weeks ago. Yeah. Whole series is now dropped. I've watched the first two episodes. Oh, man, I knew you would. I've only watched yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't help it, man. I couldn't help it. Do you know, I really I really wanted to. Uh, me and my wife were watching it last night, and I said, shall we, you know, let, let, let's watch another one. But no, it didn't happen. And I couldn't bring myself to watch it without her. It, well, that's why I had to. That's why we had to record a little bit later, actually, because... I said to my girlfriend, oh, I'm, you know, me and Chris are going to do this for the podcast. And she really wants to watch it as well. She's a big Sarah Paulson fan, big American Horror Story fan. And there's no way I, I was going to be able to watch this without her. So, yeah, you kind of have her to thank that I didn't binge the whole thing as well, because I really got into this. And uh, she went to go to bed after the, the second episode. So I was like, all right, I've got to, I've got to pause it. I've got to do something else, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, man, what did you think? I mean, what, what can I say? I, we knew it was going to be good. Uh, I think it's fantastic. I say I've only watched the first episode, but I'm completely uh, enthralled by it. And it's funny, as, as we were watching it last night, I remember getting about halfway, maybe three quarters of the way through and having a conversation saying that you know, I don't entirely understand everything that's going on, the motivation, but it doesn't matter because... It it's so good. It it wants me to stick with it and find out what's what's yeah. going on. Like I wasn't lost in a bad way, if that if that makes sense. Um, yes. Yeah. Sarah Paulson was obvi obviously fantastic, and um, and you know the trailer didn't really do it. The colours in it and oh, and the incredible. some of the shots are incredible. There's there's a shot of like down the corridor of the insane yeah. asylum, and it just reminded me so much of like Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I there's actually absolutely. a lot of that. Like as she's driving up to what yes yeah her, like motel she's staying at there's a lot of shots there that are very reminiscent of uh, the opening of The Shining you know yeah yeah but yeah man the, the colors of this the set design the costumes well I mean when when she was driving up the color of her car I wasn't sure if it was real or it had been enhanced it yeah. just looked so amazingly vibrant I mean obviously it was a it was a vibrant color in, anyway but I just I looked at it and I thought is that real is that, they enhanced yeah, yeah. that they enhanced it, I don't yeah. know there's just some great choices with you know like especially with like the costume that she first walks into the is that the the yellow one yes yeah, yeah. and then that just pops against everything within the hospital or the asylum because it's all kind of grey and white and, you know, not very colourful in, in the mm, set mm. design there. But that is definitely by design because then she just pops and just stands out from it all. And while we're on the subject, Sarah Paulson, man, I know you just touched on it. She is incredible. And it's like, I always like her, right? I always like her. In yeah. But she's in incredible. This, oh, my God. She is so she's good. She's perfect for it, isn't she? Just the style, 
she's playing this with. There's a lot in there that reminds me of Heath Ledger playing the Joker because you're never sure if anything she's saying is the truth or not. Interesting, yeah. Because she's always, whatever she's saying, she's just trying to get something out of it for herself, you know? Like there's her motivation is purely for her desires and her wants and her needs. She doesn't care about these people around her. So you you never really know if what she's Mm. saying is the truth or not. It's incredible. And yeah, no spoilers, but some of the stuff I'm touching on kind of pays off a little bit more come the come the second episode. And it's it's great. Yeah, and I think um as um someone who's who's unreliable to to believe in she there's a scene where she's talking to i think he might be an italian patient and and she gives him this whole story about how she can empathize with him and i genuinely thought that was the case but then it turns out she was he was just another thing to use to get what she wanted again uh, so, so i thought good. that was I, I i completely believed that that, that was the case two things i weren't, weren't expecting actually the, the first one was as an episode as a whole it wasn't particularly uh, graphic but right at the beginning, there's yeah. uh, quite a bit of blood that's quite graphic. Yeah. You know, there's a scene with the toilet, and I, was, I wasn't expecting that at all. No, no, um, definitely not. And also, I wasn't. You watch the, you watch the trailer, you watch the first episode, and you get okay. You know, she she obviously there's something going on there, but there's a scene where she invites a neighbor. I assume it is in the. I don't know what they call them out in America, but, you know, yeah. like a, where she's staying. Motel, is it? Motel, yeah. And she invites him back to her room. And what she yes. asks him to do is, is quite unhinged. And you, and, uh, and his reaction says, <laughs> says it's it great, all as isn't well. it? It's... Yeah. It's, it's really like, uh, you just weren't expecting it. There's so much that I just wasn't expecting. See, I before watching this, I planned on going back and watching One Flew Over Skiffy. Yes, yeah, so no, I, I didn't know. No, I didn't. And I kind of regret it a little bit because I'm watching this and going, I'm not sure if Nurse Ratchet was like this bad. Was she? Like, did she? Was she, she was this? Just, she was crazy? just like a tyrant. Like, she, she, she was power hungry, right? She, yeah. And she, she domineered everyone, including the other staff, I think. Yeah. Um, but this is more than power hungry. It wasn't like this. I'm no. pretty sure of that. No, because this plays almost as if, you know, if she takes a different path, she could be one of the patients in that asylum. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the, the stuff she's suffering with, the stuff she's going through. Yeah, and I I can't I'm, wait to see where this goes. I'm okay with that. I don't necessarily want it to link up, you know. Oh, no, yeah, I completely agree. I would have said it, it would be nice. It would have been nice if there was, if, if they do have a, a few links. But it's so strong on its own merit. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. I think it's it's really, really good. Well, I think they've they've already loosely linked it. I think with some of the nurses, I think might be in the film. In episode two, there is a character that I'm pretty sure links into a character from the film. Mm. I'm not sure if that's confirmed. I'd probably have to look up the character name and everything on IMDb. But... Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I know I know where that's going. So when you see that, you're gonna know. But yeah, I I imagine this is gonna be one that we're gonna talk about a lot, a little bit like we've done with Lovecraft Country. And yeah, man, what a great time. 
It was uh, nice as well TV. to see uh, one of her American Horror Story co-stars in there as well. I can't remember his name. Um, but oh, who... um, the the killer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Finn Whitlock. I mean, he's he's great as well. Yeah, and he is. I, I always amazing. liked when they had screen time together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I mean, man, the cast, the cast of this. You've got Sarah Paulson, Finn Whitlock, Cynthia Nixon turns up from sex in the city fame and yep you know not a huge sex in the city fan but i don't really know much of what she's done before then i think i've seen her pop up in one or two films but nothing major so it's quite nice to see you know quite a heavyweight from tv uh coming in and doing stuff then you've got people like judy davis uh amanda Plummer, i believe her name is who is mm-hmm. the lady who runs the motel who is maybe my favorite character yeah, she was quite cool. Wasn't <laughs> She's she? so good, isn't she? Yeah. She's just so um like you're at that scene you're on about with the guy in her room and then when he leaves and she's just standing outside the door. Doesn't she say something like oh, that was disappointing yeah. or something? Yeah, or is that all you've got or something like that? It was just <laughs> oh my god, so good. And uh I mean we haven't even spoke about Sharon Stone yet, right? Is she in it? No, well she's in it, but she hasn't turned up yet. Oh. So I was I, gonna say, I thought I must have missed that. No. No, she's uh she hasn't turned up yet. So I'm oh, wow. very interested to see when she turns up, yeah. I know she's in it. She was in the trailer, I believe. But yeah. Yeah. It's yeah be interesting. It's, I I'm starting to remember this now. But we don't know a... what part she plays, do we? No. Oh, she's got a name on IMDb, I believe, but it's not um it's not one I recognize, you know. Do you do you know who the guy is who plays the doctor who runs the facility? Cuz I he looks so familiar to me. Yeah, he is his name there's a there's there's, there's a there's a, a a real group of actors who you know they're you, you know they've been in loads of films that you've seen and you just can't place their oh, name he I'm, sure, is, I'm sure i've seen him he's been in uh lots of loads of stuff his name it's like john john something i can't think that's quite that's quite easy to remember john 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 <laughs> Brions, i think something like that something like that but he yeah he's been loads he's been in american horror story I'm pretty sure. That might pretty, be where I've seen I'm him. pretty sure. Yeah, he's mm. been in American Horror Story. He's been in a couple of films. He's great, man. He is so good as Doctor uh, Hanover. Is it? That's it. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, he is so good. Like he. I think. Really, um, really, really good. You know, if we can, I'm sure we will. We should try and watch the series in time for next week's episode. Oh yeah. That'd be quite good. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Like, they're all great. The the cast is just outstanding for this, you know. Mm. It's, it's just real great character act- actors. Yeah, man. I definitely think this is one we'll touch on. And like I said, what a great time for TV, right? Oh, man. Amazing I'm just, time for TV. I'm, I'm starting to drown in things to watch. It does become a bit of a problem. I'm just scooting around, you know, a bit here, a bit there. All right. So from one show that we, we've spoke about before and anticipated to another show we've Okay, that was just a door in my in my flat, just slamming shut. That was a. Okay, please tell me you're not alone, because I am alone, and that. Uh... Yeah. Okay. Let's just bit... let's, let's carry on. Is this, is this because <laughs> is this because so we should probably say before we went on air, you said you could hear someone walking around behind me. Yeah, um, I could. Yeah. This, this could all be to do with the fact that we we're, we're going to touch on a, a slightly paranormal thing later. Very strange. It's weird, isn't it? It's kind of been set up. Yeah. It's very weird, but yeah, that was a uh, that was crazy. That threw me off a little bit. So, where was I? Um, 
Oh, yeah. From one uh, show that we spoke about before and was hotly anticipated for us for another one, which is the Amazon series slash movies. You know, there, there's going to be yeah. four movies dropping. We've now got trailers for all four of these films. And I was blown away. So, yeah. I, where, where I, mean, I, was, I was watching them and I was thinking, OK, it's going to be a weak one. Yeah. There isn't. No. They look so good. And I... I, I I'll tell you something else. This is why we need diverse voices because all four look so original. So there's there's nothing here that I feel like I've seen before. I I really genuinely am so excited about this uh, project that they're doing um, because obviously there's going to be four more as well. There's there's eight in total, but we're getting these four in October. They look great. They look really, really good. So um, what? Um, so out of the four, what stood out to you? Is there one that you're like, okay, or two? One there, or two. There, there is. I mean, they, they they're all they're all really good. They all look fantastic. I think the evil eye looks very interesting. I thought, yeah, purely because I've never seen a horror with like an Indian heritage to it. So that that yeah, looks bringing in like Indian folklore and yeah. Indian myths and stuff. Yeah. That's very unique, and I really, really like the way that looks. The one that just pips it for me that I'm really looking forward, really looking forward to, is Black Box. That, okay, interesting. I just feel like that looks like such a great idea. Yeah. Um, of you know, I, I, I like the way they've done it. I mean, it seems feasible. It's a kind of hypnosis. You know, trying to bring this guy's memory back. He's had a, a terrible car crash. His short-term uh, memory's gone. His long-term memory's hazy. Goes through this process to uh, try and get his memories back, and I think he encounters some horrible things in his memories, and it's kind of left open. It's like it doesn't feel like it's anything paranormal. It's more he's facing yeah. this monster in his own mind, and I just I just found that incredibly powerful. It it just really struck with me as as much as I think. Uh, the evil eye looks very unique and i thought they all looked great this one just particularly resonated with me it's, it's one that I, I find an interesting idea to explore yeah i i completely agree on on all of that and that there isn't a bad one in the bunch i watched these trailers the you know the other day when this dropped and then i watched them again just before we come on air just because you know I, I genuinely enjoyed the trailers that much oddly enough i would say black box is your least interested. Yeah, maybe purely because it does remind me a little bit of Black Mirror. Yeah. It is kind yeah. of that, like, technology looking at... And that's not a bad thing. And I tell you what I think Black Box does very well that kind of enhances what Black Mirror does, is it does look like it's taking more straightforward horror elements and injecting it with those. Yep. So, like you said, I don't think there will be, like, real monsters and stuff. I think it mm-hmm. is more in his mind. But yeah, I think they're going to play up the horror elements a little bit more than Black Mirror would. So I'm interested in that. I think sticking out for me is probably Evil Eye. Mm. I want to say Evil Eye just because it, like you said, that I just love that mythology. I love the the way they're really, really working that in there. And they're also playing with generations and how yeah. generations' opinion of superstitions and beliefs kind of change you know and I, I did I, I kind of felt like in watching the trailer i wasn't sure you know is this the daughter's story or the mum's story 
yeah. and I think it's it's maybe the mum's story. And I, you know, at the beginning of the trailer, I didn't think that way. Yeah, yeah. And I think that I think that's really clever. I think that's really smart. I'm really, I think that is my top pick. But coming in a mm. very close second, and it's mainly because of the actors in it. But I do really like the setup of it. Is the lie? That oh was, yeah, that, that was the that, first trailer. I like this. It reminded me a little bit just of. Did you ever see a film called Insomnia? Yes. Yeah. It just, it just, it just kind of had that aesthetic to me. Yeah. Of, of being, you know, the wilderness, yeah. an obsession as well. Uh, you know, and a story about what lengths parents would go to to protect their child, uh, even if possibly she has done something very, very bad. Uh, but it, yeah, again, looks really good. Um, well, that's what I like about it is the, it's the lengths they're willing to go to to protect her. If she's done something bad, but slash an accident, but mm. then through the course of the trailer, you start to realise as the audience and the parents start to realise, actually, was this an accident or is she, is there something within this child mm. that causes her to do these horrible things? Mm. And... I love that because I love films or shows or, or whatever it is, books that kind of try and explore the why are serial killers or, or people that do these heinous acts, why, how do they get to where they are? And I think that's why we're all fascinated with them, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's like, yeah. like, I have a real love hate relationship with kind of true crime and stuff like that from the point of view of I absolutely love true crime if i'm honest i've got loads of true crime books i've watched every documentary possible but i always do feel a little bit sad sometimes when we are just completely obsessed with like serial killers and not the victims yeah it's it is then they're not it's not an easy it's it's almost like a guilty thing to enjoy isn't it it is it is but with that said there is something very fascinating to the audience because the audience is perceived as quote unquote normal people who in their right mind wouldn't dare even you know think of how you would commit these heinous acts or do something that would cause death to another human being yet there are some people that can it almost seems like they're born to be Mm. that way and you know there's been so many studies over the years of do these people just come from horrible backgrounds sometimes Sometimes where they they blame it on a parent and and a parent was, you know, very overprotective and they come from. But then even then, how many kids come from situations like that that don't turn out to be serial killers? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think this is kind of touching on that a little bit. Like she looks like she comes from a very perfect, almost perfect suburban family. You know, it's it's all going Mm -hmm. quite well. They've got a lovely house. They've got a nice car. You know, her dad's taking her out into the country. Her parents obviously will protect her to no end, so there doesn't seem to be any issue there. But then there are certain quotes in the trailer that make me think, I don't know, like, is there a little bit more to this? Like, the dad says a line about them playing a game. He says about when she lies to the dad of the girl that's gone missing, presumed dead. He says, like, why did you lie? And she says, well, I learned from the best. Mm, so, you yep. know, it, I just think there's so much to unpack. It was just that one trailer where I was left going, oh, I'm not really sure where this is going to go. 
like yeah all. i i kind of felt that as well I, I i felt that even if it if the story does unfold as the trailer leads you to believe it's going to be great however i did have a feeling that something's not right there's something more going on that we can't really see yet i just yeah. felt like not necessarily quite a uh, sixth sense twist but just just something just something going on that yeah. we won't know until near the end of the film yeah completely agree completely agree and then should we just touch a little bit on the fourth one that we we haven't so we, what we touch on we'll touch on black box evil eye and the light and then the fourth one is Nocturne. Nocturne. Nocturne, yeah, Nocturne. Yeah. yeah, it's um, remind me actually a lot of uh, Black Swan. That kind of yes, um, yes, you know, obsession with with being the best. Yes, but fro- throws in some good old uh, possession demonology as well in there by yeah. the looks of it. But... Well, oddly enough, despite what I've said about the other three, I think Nocturne could turn out to be my favourite film. Of the lot, and and I say that because the cast is outstanding. Uh, those uh, actresses that are kind of front and center, I've seen them in a few things. They're incredible. But the makers behind this are not only the makers behind Get Out, but also the producers behind Whiplash, which is one of my favorite films of the last ten years or so. Mm. So if they can tap into that, wow, like it, it could, could be, be because special. you know I think. In a lot of ways, it's it's probably the, the trailer had the least bells and whistles to it. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be weaker than the others. It just means it, that, you know, they could be holding back a bit more. So, yeah, it could be the, the exactly. surprise one out of a lot of them. Could be interesting, couldn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to this, man. I think this is going to be absolutely incredible. And, and not long either. The first two no. are the sixth, isn't it? I think. Yeah. So yeah, six the sixth October. of October, and then the others drop. I think a week later. It is, yeah. Then the, next year, the, I think. I think it's early though. I think it's early. It is, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, so it's not long. We ain't got long to watch all of these. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm really interested. It hasn't. Has there been any run times announced? Are these like full feature length films? Or I was wondering that. I, I did. Yeah. This is bizarre that you would say that because I was thinking that as well. I was thinking, I, I wonder. There's something about them that feels like they're going to maybe be around an hour. I agree. I agree. I think they might be around an hour. I, I don't know why, but yeah, I feel the same. And I have to say as well that it's been such a shitty year. Um, and, you know, just the whole cinema experience and lots yeah. of films being delayed. And then now we're getting towards the back end of the year and bang, we're getting what look to be some really, really great films that we yeah, can watch at home. I think yeah. it's it's great. Yeah, I agree. I think this is this is certainly the way to be. I know that even more so than in the UK, there's a lot of people in the US that are calling just for a lot of stuff to go on VOD and you know because they're not comfortable to go to cinemas yet. Which mm-hmm. again, I completely understand. Yeah, you know? so get that, get that. Yeah, I I'm interested to uh, to see where stuff starts to uh, starts to land and what they start doing. I, I mean, one thing we should touch on. Um, I don't know if we touched on it in the last episode, but obviously they've started moving a lot now. And uh, yep. yeah, Candyman has finally been. We found out this week, didn't we? Moved, yeah. So unsurprising, really. No, unsurprising. And I, you know, and Nia DaCosta, the, the director, she put out a statement saying that the cinema is the only way she wanted that film to come out because she wanted it. It's meant to be a film about community and bringing people together. 
so you know she she wants a cinema experience for that and and i you know you've got to respect that you know i have to say as well slight criticism of the way they've uh, approached releasing this film uh candy man i think they could use this time very well to just just do a bit more with marketing because I, I i still yeah. felt it's just flying under the radar a little bit yeah I, I i just feel like they could do some creative things you know just do a bit more to build a buzz on it a buzz yeah. <laughs> um but <laughs> I, I i just you know i just because i didn't know I, I completely forgotten it was coming out until we started talking about it yeah i'd completely forgotten i wonder uh, if they're saving like the majority of their marketing budget for like the couple of weeks before it comes out yeah, and then it could like... be that they they foresaw this as a very strong yeah. possibility so held back it could they be held yeah. Back when I think, yeah gonna be interesting man uh i'm yeah i'm interested to see where that goes and i think that's a that's a great bridge onto our next topic so this is a indie trailer i sent you yeah man I, i'll just let you take this one what what did you think uh, of uh what do you think of this just wow i want to see it immediately it ticks all the boxes for me. It's the kind of thing, it, from a personal perspective, I'm very interested. I'm going to get a bit nerdy now. But I'm very interested in uh, the flow of time and the way that works. Yeah. Um, and to find a film that is kind of exploring that is just, I find it very attractive. Now you throw into that. So, so we already know it's a film that's playing around with time. You know, from what I can see, this guy is constantly exploring the idea that the flow of time isn't real it's not what we think it is and it appears at least that in the film he's visiting different places different times possibly against his will the other thing that i love about it is they're just throwing in the whole a, a kind of real kind of folk horror as well yeah. because you've got some very old kind of like pagan practices in there as well with one of the places he goes to and i just i, I feel like it's it's hitting a lot of things that i really enjoy and i, I mean I, I i have to be honest i want to see this more than the four films we just yeah, discussed i completely, I completely I agree looked... did you know anything about it beforehand absolutely not no, you completely surprised me with this so do you know anything about the filmmakers nope nothing okay so so is a little bit of an intro did you say the title and so no what i did film is actually called uh, <laughs> let me see if i can remember it synchronicity synchronic synchronic yeah so i just i just felt like putting chris in it because of my ego well that's it i mean <laughs> you, you try and do that with everything right? <laughs> for nearly 10 weeks you've been trying to work out how to do it with candy man and it's not really worked out <laughs> so yeah it's, it's called synchronic it's from filmmakers called benson and moorhead they are uh justin benson and aaron moorhead to be more precise they are the filmmakers behind film that come out a couple of years ago now i believe called the endless which is fantastic they've also made films called spring and resolution i think resolution was the first film they made i saw spring and resolution years and and years ago but i really enjoyed them films i need to go back and watch them actually uh the endless absolutely love and now this they always deal with you're you're really like them because like you said you're interested in time and kind of a sci-fi mm -hmm. spin on horror that that's just what they deal with they deal in time they deal in cults they deal in very very lovecraftian ideas in the proper way and i mean that in the sense of i feel like a lot of stuff is marketed as lovecraftian yet 
it's purely because there's some kind of like tentacle monster in it. Yes. Not yeah. because it actually deals with the themes that Lovecraft yeah. Yeah. was touching on. These guys, they do that very well. They do it very well. So, and their films kind of tie together. So, yeah, if, if you haven't seen them or if you've how, seen them. How one, do you mean? Do you mean they exist in the same universe or yes. like the themes so, tie together? Yeah. So, so Spring, I'm not so sure about. But uh, Resolution and The Endless, they definitely tie together. Like, really, really tie together. So, yeah, hunt them out. Go and watch them. They're, they're fantastic. You'll you're really, really enjoy them. And, but the, the thing with those films are, is they're all quite low budget. Especially the first two, they got a bit more of a budget for The Endless. Definitely used it to their advantage. This looks like it's even more so, you know, because, you know, now they've got two proper Hollywood actors in there in uh, Anthony Mackie and oh, who's the other guy? Jamie, Jamie Dornan. I think I can't remember. He was in, um, isn't he the guy from 50 shades? Oh, is that him? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think so. So, you know, these are guys didn't that recognize are him without the leathers. Of course. Yeah. I mean, if he hasn't got the whips and, uh, and the bondage, <laughs> it's, it's unrecognizable. These, you know, the the great thing with having actors like this is this will bring a lot more eyes to their work than previously, you know, especially with Anthony Mackie. I mean, he's Falcon in the MCU, you know, so mm. hopefully this, this will draw a good few eyes to their work because they deserve it, man. They're, they're probably some of my favorite filmmakers out I, there. At the moment. I, I, I didn't realize he was Falcon. I oh, knew, really? I knew. You recognized I, him. I recognized him. Where the hell is he from? Um. I knew I recognised him like yeah. strongly. There you go. Wow, that's that's surprised me. Yeah, you know, that's no, what I no, mean. no, no disrespect to like superhero films, but I thought certainly in the trailer that the, the caliber of the acting from him. Yeah, that's work. Yeah, I'm slightly yeah. speechless actually. Yeah, Anthony Mackie is an outstanding actor. He really, really is, and I'm very, very excited to see what they do with this. So. When, how do we see this? What what are they doing with it? So, from what I understand, it is, I think, getting a cinema release? I believe so. Yes, I, that's I right. believe it will be a short cinema release. Mm. So I believe it's going to... The, the trouble is, most of what I can find is uh, American, right? So I'm not really sure how we're going to view this in the UK. Yes. But for, for our American listeners, uh, this will release in drive-ins, which have, you know, picked up, which is amazing. I'm so jealous. Yeah, so am I. So am I. And, uh, yeah, for indoor theatres that are open on October 23rd. And then I believe there will be a, a VOD release that, that will follow that. See, I, I reckon, you know, I said before that Candyman was the kind of film that I would go to the cinema to see. And I, I think I'd do it for this as well. So assuming it yeah. does come out over here in, in the coming weeks or months, then yeah. that's that's a film that I would take myself to the cinema to see. Yeah, it's it's gonna be exciting, man. And and go and go and check out their other stuff because yeah, they're incredible, dude. Yeah, I it's mean really I, I know I'm going to. I'm I'm definitely endless, did you say? Uh the endless the, is, the endless is uh yeah. Oh it might yeah, it is the endless, I believe. Spring and resolution. Hopefully something there is on one of the many 
<laughs> subscription services <laughs> I seem to be paying for these days. Yeah, I think Amazon Prime might have them all. Excellent. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, they did at one point. So, yeah, hopefully. Okay, I'm going to check that out. I'm going to check it out. All right, buddy. Let's uh, move on to something that you teased a little while back after a door in my flat slam shut. And the invisible person walking around behind and me. the invisible person walking around uh, behind you while you're recording. So this is the... So in America, Travel Channel does a lot of the like ghost adventure shows, all the different paranormal shows. And for the last few years, they have done an annual Ghostober event. So the reason I wear to bring this up, the reason, the reason I sent you this is I know you're a big fan of paranormal shows. I am, I am too, but I have a real love-hate relationship with them. Yeah. I know that a lot of our... Uh, weekly listeners out there are big paranormal fans and me and you have been debating every week about you know okay how do we fit a paranormal show into this how can we talk about a paranormal show so you know this come out this week travel channel announced this really are going to do it over here october is normal normally wall-to-wall paranormal shows so i thought you know what let's just do it let's just jump in right so go on man what um well, there's a there's a few that jump out at me that I'm really uh, excited to see. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, we we get these things over. Um, the first one that I was really interested in was the Amityville. So they're doing a a special with, with looking at the Amityville horror Amityville horror house. It's called, um, and uh, in America, that's going to be on the 26th of October. Now, very specific reason why I'm interested in this. I'm not actually that interested in the Amityville horror films or even the story really um, because I always my understanding was it's pretty I know they say it's based on true events but I I thought that in later years people have kind of admitted to the fallacy of it yeah they have yeah it's, but what it's completely I, fake but what I find interesting is there's going to be a rare interview with George Lutz who's the the, yeah. the family who moved into the house but it's an archive one so it's going to be from back back in the nearer day. to when it happened and that's that's specifically what interested me about that is to, to watch that interview yeah from my understanding of it it's all made up it was all like a publicity stunt yeah yeah and that's, that's it, what i thought as well. yeah it blew up beyond anything they thought they could manage and before you know it, it's taken that, on that is huge... fact isn't it i'm not yeah. i'm not no 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 it's fact it. yeah it's fact it's it, a there is example no... of where the truth is yeah. no match for the mythology no. No. of it now. It's, yeah, it's, they completely made it up that the haunting wasn't real. They made it up for publicity. They made it up to, uh, they basically made it up to get movie deals and book deals and, and to make money. And it worked. And it, it worked so well to the point where people still believe there is some truth in it. But I, I don't. I don't. So, uh, to me, it's all... uh, on that point, so they've made it up specifically for for these reasons. So we believe. Have they done anything wrong in that? Morally, Not really? You know, Not really. I... I mean, I mean, right. So, so this is interesting. That's a that's a great segue right into kind of why I really want to speak about this. So, what are your views on paranormal shows? Right, because you because you're saying the 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 guys that that lived in the Amityville house. I think there was like some history around the house. I think someone maybe did die in the house, but there was no haunting. There was no, they like the people that then purchased the house then made that up and they done it purely to 
to write books and everything because that was like hot at the time right like people were buying into that and they're like oh yes, right. we can make some money here we've moved into a house where there's if someone's died and uh yeah we can we can sell this to hollywood and, and that's exactly what they've done so yeah your question did they do anything wrong i i think you could expand that and say what are your thoughts on paranormal shows do you think that everything you see is real and if it isn't are they doing anything wrong um no i i don't think it is real and i don't think they're doing anything wrong um i think people who watch those shows and i include myself there are watching these programs for a variety of reasons and coming from a variety of beliefs so i i absolutely don't think it's all real that i wouldn't say i don't think any of it's real i think um I take it from an interest, uh, enjoyment. I take it with a pinch of salt. I always look at it like this. At the end of the day, if you watch these programs, there's no way. You will never know if they're faking it or not. And if you're going to the effort of watching it, you have to uh, suspend that disbelief. You have yes. to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know, it's always in your mind. Is it real? Is it not? Um, but if you don't give them that benefit of the doubt, there's no point watching it. Yeah. There's absolutely yeah. no point watching it. You know, and I've seen some things on various different programs paranormal programs where i thought that's incredible i i don't know if if, yeah. if they've not faked that i can't explain it and then uh, the flip side i've seen lots of stuff where i thought well, that's bullshit yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah i i'm exactly the same man i so do you believe in ghosts yeah uh the yes jury's out but leading yeah. towards yes okay so i i'm kind of I'm in the middle, to be honest, as in I don't believe, but I also am not so confident that I can say they're not real. I don't think, I also don't think it's been proven, though. I think, like, that's where, like, where these yeah, shows I agree. are concerned. I feel <laughs> there's, I don't feel like there's, I mean, there's stuff that's, like, creepy, and like you said, you've gone, okay, if they haven't faked that, no idea how they've done that. So there's some interesting stuff there. I think that sometimes our and, and I, a bit like everything, I'm very interested from a psychology point of view. I think that yep. paranormal shows in a weird way, right? Because in terms of like horror reality TV, the, the, there's nothing more popular, right? Like if you look at something like Ghost Adventures, which is the biggest and the baddest, that's been going now for like 20 odd seasons. That's it's been crazy, around forever. It? it just keeps getting more popular. In my opinion, it's a little bit like modern day religion, right? And and what I mean in that before That's I lose everything. Yeah, before I yeah. lose everything. My my opinion of that is I believe that religion or, or the idea of heaven and the idea of something after life was purely a way to easily explain death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it's very, very hard to accept that someone dies and then that is it. And like I've been there before in my life, like when I was very young, my when I was about nine years old, my granddad died and my granddad was like the most important person in the world to me, closer to me than like probably even my parents at the time. Right. And that was weird for me because when he died, I was like, okay, is that it? Is that and I I was trying to find ways to explain it. I mean, from from my own personal perspective, I've seen quite a few things that I can't explain, like to uh, to have happened to me now i would never 
I, I can't go so far as to say it's paranormal, it's ghosts or whatever, uh, but I certainly can't explain it. I can't ex- I can't explain, you know, the, yeah. the these experiences that I've had, and that that's what keeps me open. Yeah, it does. Yeah. To the, to the I do find really. that concept or, or the use of those words in these shows. I do find the way some people take that a little bit strange because it's this. If you can't explain it, if, you, if you've had an experience that you can't explain, it's funny how people then jump to the idea of, well, that must be paranormal because you can't explain it. Mm. And by result, you're trying to explain it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you're you're trying to say well, you can't try and explain this by science, so it's paranormal. But in mm. turn, you're explaining it by saying it's paranormal. Like, why? Like, I think there are a lot of things in this world that we are yet to understand exactly. and yet to comprehend. I don't think that means it's, it's paranormal. However, like with these shows, and we should touch on, that I, I watch these two, and, and I have a lot of fun with them, and it, I'm very curious to where they are. The reason I said I have a love-hate relationship with them is because there are certain avenues they go down, which I fully do not agree with, and I actually believe are quite dangerous. As in, there's a couple of shows that Ghost Adventures have done, especially in like recent seasons, where they approach people and design a whole show around someone who believes they're possessed or believes they are um, there. There is some possession within their house, some demon that is affecting them. And as someone uh, like yourself, who is a big, big advocate for mental health, I think it's very clear watching these shows that these people are suffering with a mental health disorder and need the the proper help for their safety and their family safety. And I feel like by going in and telling them a demon is causing all this, he's just doing more harm. Yeah, like there, yeah, there's one yeah. like Ghost Adventure show that I watched a little while ago, and it, it genuinely angered me because I thought it's clear that this woman needs professional help, and and I don't know maybe behind the scenes they explore that. I would like to hope I would like to think they do that. If you, I would like to think that you're on the fence with both, right? That if you genuinely believe in this stuff and you believe it could be a possession, then you probably go down that road but if that's not having any effect and i would hope you would also go well, okay and maybe it is mental health and, and yeah we'll yeah yeah but i feel it's very very dangerous to be and especially when you know that is quite undeniable that science has now proven that a lot of what we believed were possessions or demons are mental health issues yes yeah like, that's scientific fact that isn't that's not in dispute right mm. yeah that's right and i think I think, you know, the position that they would take, though, as a counterpoint, not that I agree with it, is their counter to that would be, well, this is what we believe, and that's what they believe. And so, you know, who's anyone else to say that it's wrong? Now, I believe it's wrong, and I, I, you know, same as you, but from their perspective, I, I, I don't believe they do think this, you know, I think it's pretty obvious why they would do this. Um but that's obviously the defense that they can have, isn't it? That, you yeah. know, this is, this is the show. This is what we believe. This is what that person believes. So what's the problem? But you're right. There is a problem because uh, nine times out of 10, I would say there's, there, there is, there is a real psychological issue that needs urgent help. Yeah. It needs addressing. Yeah. I, I, I'm very interested to hear 
people's thoughts on this actually because i i think it can be quite a controversial subject it is and, 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 and you know, maybe i do love the so. show i do love the show but there, there's got to be uh responsibility as well yeah there's just some decisions that are made that i don't know like i i'm not fully comfortable with especially when i know it's weird right because it the problem is it makes for great tv yeah like when you when you have someone that is coming across as possessed and they're going through these horrible ordeals the truth is it makes for great tv and i think if you probably looked at the figure the viewership figures for their shows i think it would reflect that and and it's got to be right because they're doing more and more of them type of shows there's got to be a reason they're doing more and more of them shows where they're focusing on single people and families and stuff even if you do believe it's a possession and you believe that's real and you believe you can go in and help that i'm not so sure putting that on national tv is the right way to go about it yeah no i agree um and highly critical of, of this program i'm going to mention from here in the uk but is it really any different to jeremy guile yeah. you know put in people who need help yeah center stage um yeah because it's good tv yeah i mean it's, it's crazy isn't it but it's um yeah it's a topic we were to touch on for a while man and it's one that you know a little bit more than than a lot of stuff we touch on i do really want people's opinions i kind of feel it's like a little bit important actually i feel like there should mm -hmm. be more of a dialogue around is possession i i believe it is i believe anyone that feels they're possessed is some form of mental health i, I don't believe in possession at all I feel like there is definitely some form of mental health. And also, like, you know, people would argue, well, why does why do exorcisms work? Well, because they because they work on a mind that believes they're going to work. It's, it's therapy in a way. Right. Like if you've been brought up all your life being told that possession is real and that all of your mental issues are created by possession. Of course, the, the answer would be someone, a, a priest coming in who is essentially God to you, right? Mm, coming mm, and telling mm. you, well, I've now, I've now fixed all your problems. I've now solved your problems. Like that, like mentally, maybe that's the thing that happens in your brain that goes, oh, okay, now I can get past these. Because you've been programmed, right? You've been programmed mm, all mm. your life to believe that's the only solution. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I feel like there's definitely a good dialogue there. And you know what? Like I keep saying about in the future we're going to be doing bonus episodes around topics people like us to speak about i think this might be one man because me and you definitely have like yeah we have a love-hate relationship with these programs we also are both huge advocates about mental health and very open about our mental health struggles and so yeah i think that maybe yeah we'll see if people want it let us know yeah and i think um just to just just to tie it back to the um the paranormal programs that they're releasing i just want to mention the other one that i'm really looking forward to if, if we do get it which i've never seen is the holes of files have you oh, yeah have you, okay. have you seen these before no i haven't no do you know anything about them because it's no. quite interesting so hans holzer was um uh, some people call him the uh the, the father of uh, the paranormal and he okay. spent like 40 years investigating paranormal events and it's been turned into a series, and I think you know, the second series is now coming. And his daughter released to the team literally a, a basement's worth of uh, files and notes to to see which of these cases they wanted to investigate for themselves. And they kind of they go back and I think they try to recreate it, and they just do a, a deep dive investigation based on his notes. And I think there's there's lots he couldn't 
uh, understand. There's lots that he disproved and that kind of thing. It's very, very interesting. But what's really interesting is uh, the writer on the show and the main researcher who went through all of this stuff is uh, Gabriel Roth, Eli Roth's brother. Oh, interesting. Which is, I thought, was re- really interesting. He's, you know, That's he's interesting. Yeah, he's. I think I because I actually I saw a uh, listened to an interview with him. He was on Talk Is Jericho, and he was hoping in the second series he might get some airtime himself. But he's the researcher. He's the one who goes through all of this stuff with um, oh. Hans Holzer's uh, daughter. Goes through it all, decides which ones are, are worth investigating. That's cool. I like that. I like that. I, I'm very interested in the history, mm. and uh, and then you know digging back through his older files. So yeah, very interested to see where that um that goes, man. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, like I mean, yeah, this is obviously a hot topic and and something that maybe we'll discuss in the future. But also, you know, if you do like these shows, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, you know. I, I know we keep saying this, but yeah, like what you want, guys. Just completely agree. I mean, um, maybe I've been slightly hard on them. I do, I do really enjoy these programs. I do really enjoy them, and I don't, for a second, suggest that I, I don't believe in the things yeah. that that yeah. uh, they talk about. I just um, try and try and keep a skeptical, open mind. Yes. Yeah. Completely agree. I suppose the position I come from is a you you show it to me for myself and I'll believe it. Yeah, I think that's the same with everyone though, and I think that's fair enough. I think I think that's kind of fair enough. I think the like you said, there's enough that's happened on these shows where you go, okay, okay, that's interesting. Can't explain that. That's that's pretty cool. The thing that annoys me though is when they get some really good stuff and then they bugger off somewhere else. I mean, I know it's edited. Yeah, you know, to 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 make a, a TV episode, you know, when they've spent hours and hours and hours there, but if you get something, just stay there and keep doing it. Yeah, and if you don't get anything, at least say that that's what you did. That's what makes yeah. me very skeptical about these things. You get something amazing. Oh, should we go to the the farm now or something? And you think no, stay there. I don't care. I want to see <laughs> what happens next. I don't know why I said farm. I think I meant like stable or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. I think we're um. Let's leave it there because I, I can feel us going on all day about that. And I'll, I'll just go on a massive tangent as well. Yeah, I know. But do you know what? We will. If, if Guys, if you want a bonus episode, let us know and, uh, and we'll jump on that. But Chris, that time of the week, my friend. Yeah, hey. Here we are. Creepy link of the week. Yep. Come on, sir. Had Give you it seen intro. it before? I have. Ah, I, knew I, have. I knew yeah. you might have done yeah, this one I have oddly. Oh, I thought I, I thought it's 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 one I've I've been toying with for a few weeks now. Um, I'm so okay, glad so... You, I'm so glad you've done it though. I'm so glad really? you sent this. Yeah, Has yeah. Has it been because... a while since you've seen it? It's been it's been eight. It's been years. Yeah, like I saw this when it first came out. Yeah. Yeah, same. So this is a uh, music video to a track called "Come to Daddy" by Aphex Twin, and uh, what can I say? Is it is like a, a, a short horror film um very very english you know it's recognizably an english estate uh council estate that we have over here i don't know what it'd be the relevant thing would be in america it'd be like the um the projects i think they're called in america and uh it's uh the first time i saw this it was on a program called band at bedtime and it scared the shit out of me it really 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 scared me and i mean the whole i've never seen anything like it so you've got you know, is Apex Twins music is electronic, but this is a very drum and bass heavy one as well. 
but there's a lot of weird sound effects and dissonance in there as well. Yeah. And the whole story, if there is one, is uh, there's this elderly lady, her dog urinates on this abandoned television set, and then this entity appears, which I believe might be Richard D. James himself, who is Aphex Twin. All of a sudden, from out of nowhere, all these kids appear that have got his face. This is something that he's done before. He's done other music videos where they've got his face, but it's a really distorted, horrible version of his face. He doesn't actually look that bad in real life. Um, I'm pretty sure the other video you're referring to is by the same director. Yes, I think it is. Yeah, it, it is. Um, and but, but as well, his his face appears on other albums and singles yes. and, and that kind of thing. Um, so these kids are running around, sort of terrorizing this um, elderly lady. And then the thing that does it for me is when this entity finally comes out of the TV, and it just starts screaming in her face. Yeah. And you've got that bright light on her and the wind blowing her hair back and the scream. The, the jaw gets bigger and bigger, and the scream gets more and more high pitched until you think it can't go any more high pitched, and it keeps going. I just found that completely disturbing. Completely disturbing. I mean, the it's whole not... thing is disturbing, huh? <sighs> like back to front. I mean, front. I, 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 it's really difficult. I mean, it's. I've not seen anything like it before or since. No, no. I I believe the um. So the director of this is someone called Chris Cunningham. Yes. And I don't think he's directed anything in years, like years and years and years. So. I mean, that's a real shame. Yeah, I'm not sure why he stopped, but he was, he was quite a prominent music video director. I know he's worked with Aphex Twin two or three times, maybe. Videos are quite similar, but yeah, it's that really creepy, really unsettling style, back to front. And there's always like director's cuts of his videos as well, like the one you've sent me. He's worked, but you know, this guy's worked with like Madonna, Bjork. He's worked with like loads of people, but he's very known for that creepy style. I mean, I could be wrong, but for me, I think this video is the best example of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, man, it's, it's back when, like, music videos were art, you know? Like, there was real art put into making yeah, yeah. video, just creating something kind of... Yeah, just where kind of the music video stands up on its own. Like, you could... It works with the song. But you could take the song out and just have this really strange short film. You know, I always describe Marilyn Manson's music videos as the same thing. Like when Do you know I what? Was, you know, I'm not a fan of his music, but his music videos are incredible. Right. Yeah. When I was growing up, man, I was more influenced by Marilyn Manson music videos week to week than I was films mm. coming out. This may be better than them all, to be honest. This is so, it's, it, so I, good. In all honesty, I find it hard to put my finger on it but there's yeah. something yeah, yeah, yeah. that's really it just sets it apart from everything else i mean there's no lyrics to speak of apart no. from i want your soul over and over <laughs> again <laughs> yeah it's not it, lyrically it's not a top of its game is it but my god like does it work like it's just creepy dude it is just creepy. It just. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you can find a still of the lady with with the entity, you know, for when you yes, when you put it on the yes. video because that's it's horrible. <laughs> oh, it's great, man! Like just the way it's shot, the colours, or the, the lack colors, of yeah, colours. Everything really. seems to have like this blue grey wash yes. to it as well. Yeah. It's very yeah. cold, very cold. Yes. Yeah, it kind of perfectly captures that like English council estate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's and then the. Like... the and the vulnerability of the uh, of the the elderly in those situations as well. Um, yes, exactly. It doesn't look like the sort of place that the best of us would want to be hanging around. 
you know, on no, our own. No, and I think if like, especially for our listeners in the UK and for me and you, if you grew up around estates like that, as I, I, I didn't grow up in a council estate, but I, uh, you know, a lot of my friends and stuff did. So I would go there and yeah, late at night, it's not somewhere where you want to be. And I think yeah. if you grew up around that, something like this kind of hits home, actually. It does. And I think, you know, I mean, I did. And my mum uh, still lives yeah. in the same place. And it um, wasn't a tower block. We had tower blocks. And it really, it feels real. That's what makes yeah. it so real. I think we mentioned this before. It's the same as the Enfield Poltergeist Conjuring film. Right, it's, yeah. It's so... I can hang on to it so because it's, it's so recognisable to me yeah. because it's English. Yeah, it's it's right there, isn't it? And and it perfectly captures that. It's not like English in a very oversaturated. It looks. Yeah. It looked. It genuinely looks. You know. You know. Some of the footage could have been on like ITV News and stuff. It, yes. It, yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like they have taken that. They've taken a horrible story you would see on the news and then added real horror elements to it. I think it works great. I would love to see more stuff like this. I really would. I it's 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 one of those videos that I I mean I, I did watch it again before I sent it to you. Yeah. Um, just to make sure it was as horrific as I remembered, and it is. It is. It's it not is. one that I would rush to watch again. No, no. It's 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 definitely it's very unsettling. It's not yet. Yeah, it's not a video you will put on loop. Definitely not. <laughs> no. Definitely not. But hey, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it, if that's the right word. Oh man, yeah. I, <laughs> I really did. Like I said, I, I do love creepy stuff like this and uh like I said, I haven't seen it in years, so it was good to go back and uh yeah, and watch this. Especially as it's a director's cut, so it's a little bit longer than the the version you may have seen on T V, you know. It is, yeah. It's good, man. Really good one. Yeah, well done again, sir. You uh you are out creeping yourself every week. Excellent. I'm really pleased. <laughs> All right, man. So uh, looking to head to next week, we've kind of already decided what we're going to do. So next week is our 10th episode. Can't believe we're, we've already been doing this for 10 weeks. Absolutely amazing. It's really. flown by, hasn't it? Yeah, it's flown by. It's, it's absolutely crazy. I can't believe we're on 10 episodes already. So yeah, episode 10 is going to be a special uh, Fright Fest preview because Fright Fest have just announced their lineup for their big October event, which is returning to leicester square but i do believe there's going to be a virtual edition of it too i know a lot of people are calling for that and i can imagine look they've got around that interesting plan I didn't know that. yeah I, they haven't announced it but i think that's i think that's because so many people have been calling for it like i was looking at like comments on twitter and so many people are saying that they're not they don't want to travel down to london they you know that you would have to stay in a hotel also like mm. there's not really any social experience to it because like how is everyone going to go to like the pub afterwards and yeah do you know what yeah. i mean like it, it just doesn't really work like that so i know there's a lot of people that are just saying like you know is there going to be a virtual edition and i've seen a couple of the festival directors kind of comment and said like noose is coming soon so i don't know if it's going to be the whole thing hopefully by next friday uh next thursday friday when we normally record these it will be out and we can see do you know what i've, I've said this before but we've really got our finger on the pulse because what we we mentioned this before. I'm sure we did that. The way to go would be have a mix, yes, in did, person yeah. and digital version. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we're gonna have to start <laughs> charging, Scott. I know, I know. People are obviously <laughs> listening and, and taking our taking our suggestions. Man. Crazy. All right, guys. We will see you next week for that uh, special Fright Fest edition. I'm looking forward to it. There is a couple of really good films that uh, are going to be playing. 
And yeah, dude, thank you for joining me once again. It's been awesome. a ball, man. It's been great. All right, Horror Hounds. Till next week, stay safe. Cheers, guys. Bye.